Welcome to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast, where we focus on all things mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. To find more information and to get resources, visit the website at therapyforblackgirls.com. And while I hope you love listening to and learning from the podcast, it is not meant to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Hey, y'all. Welcome to session six of the Therapy for Black Girls podcast. I hope that you're doing well and they're starting off May strong. For everybody who's looking at graduating in a couple of weeks, I hope that you're getting really excited. You may be feeling a little stressed, but I'm sure excited and all the same. So today we will start our celebration of Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, So every year in May, we celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month. And I want to give a huge shout out to one of our um, TBG listeners, Brandy. Um, so she had a great idea of talking about relationships. Um, and so that's what we're going to do for the month of May. We're going to talk about a variety of different relationships. So today we are going to start with friendships. So today in the no copay needed section, I want to talk about a, a couple of different things. So I want to spend some time talking about an interesting article that came out in Psychology Today um, earlier in March. And then I want to talk about where we can find friends. So I often get the um, the complaint or the um, difficulty that it's hard to find friends kind of once you're out of college and not related to an education system somehow. And that becomes more difficult for people. And then I also want to talk about how to be a good friend and how to know when it's time for a friendship to end. So um, starting with the article from Psychology Today. So the article, and again, all of this will be included in the show notes. You can go to therapyforblackgirls.com session six. Um, so the article is called 11 Surprising Things Good Friendships Do For You. The key word here is good. But again, we'll talk about that a little later. So 11 things. Um, lowered blood pressure. Increased pain threshold, better immune system, a lowered risk for heart disease and stroke, improved outcomes for certain cancers, increased overall longevity, increased creativity, improved professional opportunities, reduced cognitive decline, improved prognosis after trauma, and a reduced risk for depression. So you can read more about all of those things. But if you listen to that list, I mean, that, that's definitely no, not a bad areas of improvement to have. So when you think about good friendships and how they can help with all of those issues, we really want to have good friends in our lives. So like I mentioned before, um, I often hear the complaint that it's really hard to find friends, maybe after you are out of um, undergrad, maybe even out of grad school. So I want to give you some ideas about 
um, some some places and things you can do to maybe find friends. And these will just be, um, you know, initial introductions. So, you know, you won't necessarily find your new best friend in any of these places, although you definitely can. We're talking about where can you find um, like minded people, because that's really the foundation of a good friendship is somebody who is like minded, not necessarily um, completely like you or will agree with you on everything, but somebody who, you know, kind of at their core, at their core um, is somebody who you can connect with. So these are some ideas about places you can find um, some people who could potentially become good friends for you. Um, so meetup.com. Um, so if you've not ever gone to meetup.com, um, it's a, I wouldn't necessarily say a social networking, social media kind of site, but it definitely is um, a, a place where people can list and open groups for a variety of different things. Um, so if you're li- interested in learning how to do computer coding or if you're interested in photography or if you're interested in um, like mommy and me play play date groups, um, interested in a book club. Um, interested in trying out new restaurants in your towns, meetup.com can definitely be a good resource for you. So you just go on there and type in the closest city to you or a city that you're interested in exploring and you see what groups are available and you then join and it will give you information about um, meetups that will be happening soon related to that area. So I definitely encourage you to check that out if you haven't. Um, Another one is Facebook groups. So there are Facebook groups for just about anything, um, anything and everything. So if you're interested in starting a business and it's very similar to Meetup in um, in some ways, except that Facebook groups don't have the built in kind of, okay, we're definitely going to meet up to do this on a certain day and time. Facebook groups tend to be more discussion, but you can definitely, you know, take those discussions offline if you're interested. Um, So if you do a search for areas that you're interested in on Facebook, you will likely find some groups that will be of interest to you. Um, church groups. So if you are a, per, a part of any kind of church or faith community, then typically there will be some either a small discussion groups associated or um, singles kinds of events or couples kinds of events, um, different interest groups as a part of the larger faith community. So I definitely would encourage you to check those out. Also, any volunteer or community organization, so things like the Junior League or um, the National Urban League, different kinds of community and civic organizations can be opportunities for you to get involved um, and, you know, kind of give back to your community and do great things in your community. But also you meet people who are also interested in those things and then you tend to kind of connect around those issues. Another good way I think um, you can meet people who are similar to you or maybe like minded is through um, Twitter chats. So if you if you're not active on Twitter, then I definitely would encourage you to, you know, open up an account and see what's going on, Um, because I definitely have found some very good connections and made some friends on Twitter um, that have been very meaningful to me. And so some of the popular Um, Twitter chats that I've seen that may be of interest to you. Um, There's one called Sida Sista. And these will, again, I'll be included in the the show notes. Um, Sida Sista, and this is for Black women in higher education, um, kind of like a support and encouraging each other to talk about the issues that affect affect Black women in academia. Um, There's another one called Her Movement um, for people who are interested in kind of entrepreneurial kinds of things. 
And then there's another um, pretty popular one called Black Creative. So people who have a creative type business or interested in a creative business um, get together once a month to talk about different issues that impact black creatives. So I have found those um, chats to be really interesting and have met some really cool people through some of those chats. So I would encourage you to, again, check those out. Um, you can also use Twitter and Instagram um, to look for podcast hashtags. So one of the most popular ones is hashtag pods in color. Um, and this is a hashtag that's used to promote podcasts that have hosts of color. Um, and so if you are into podcasts, I mean, if you're listening to this one, I'm guessing that you listen to probably at least a few others. And so this, I think, is a really cool way to find other people who are listening to the same podcast that you're listening to and strike up some conversation around that. So I know, um, you know, like there are always these viral uh, podcasts that will come out. So the most recent one was S-Town and Missing Richard Simmons. So if you scroll through those hashtags, then you can find other people who are talking about those things. And so I know I really like when I'm finishing an episode or finishing a podcast to talk with other people about those things, about what I thought. And, you know, did you have a different opinion about something? And so it's really cool to kind of follow those hashtags and join the conversations with other people. And they also have um, Facebook discussion groups. So you can also find um, podcast discussion groups on Facebook. Or if there isn't one for your favorite podcast, then you may think about, um, you know, starting one, starting a Facebook discussion group so that you can get together with other people who are interested in the podcast and chat about that. Another way I think it would be good for you to meet some people who could potentially turn into good friends is through um, group physical activities. So things like Zumba, Orange Theory, CrossFit, um, even some rec league kinds of things. So I know a lot of cities will have things like uh, co-ed kickball teams or softball or flag football. Those kinds of things I think are really interesting um, and is a way for you to get some good exercise as well as meet some new people. So check those out. And if you have other ideas or things that you feel like I left off the list that would be helpful to other people, then definitely um, send that to us in the hashtag TBG in session. So let's move on to how we can actually be a good friend. So once we kind of find these people or we already have friendships that have been developed, how do we actually um, maintain these friendships and be good friends to these people? So one of the first ways I think, and, and a lot of this is also kind of um, draped over the background of how big social media is in our lives, um, because one of the first things that I think we need to pay attention to is really making sure that we are recognizing the important achievements that happen in the lives of our friends. So I think it gets really easy when we're kind of keeping up with people on Facebook and Instagram to kind of see they got this new promotion or they just passed this exam for their career um, and we like it or we retweet it or we, you know, heart it. Um, and so it looks as if we're paying attention and, you know, your friend, you may think, oh, my friend knows that I'm paying attention to this. 
but it is actually much more meaningful to either send your friend a private message or text message or even phone call. Um, give that person a phone call to actually let them know that how proud you are of their achievement um, and to let them know that you're actually paying attention. Um, so again, you know, it gets really easy and, and it seems like we're paying attention and um, giving credit to our friends. But, you know, when you get 200 likes on something, it's really easy to kind of miss that you may have liked or um, kind of given me a thumbs up on whatever recent new thing is happening in my life. So for somebody who you call a friend, you know, try to make that extra step and take the extra effort of actually sending a personal message or an email or even a card. Um, you know, good old snail mail sometimes goes a long way. So in the short term, you know, do those things, send an email, a text message or a card. But then I think it's also important to kind of follow up with trying to get together with that person soon. So, you know, somebody who just got a big promotion or something, that's a reason to celebrate. Somebody who just defended a dissertation or defended a thesis, those are reasons to celebrate. So, you know, in the short term, you can start with a text message, but definitely do try to plan to get together to, you know, take them out for a drink or for a meal um, as soon as you both are available to do that. I also think it's important to make standing dates um, that are non-negotiable with your friends. So if you are lucky enough to have good friends who are close to you physically, then, you know, can you make a weekly or bi-weekly standing date? to get together to watch one of your favorite shows or have a dinner date or um, go for a walk around the park, whatever you decide. But those things need to be non-negotiable. So if we're saying we're going to schedule this time, really there should not be anything besides emergencies that should come up to um, get you to take that off of your calendar. You know, we often make time for the things that are important to us. And so if our friends are important and they should be, if we're calling them friends, then make the time to connect with them and, you know, try to stay away from canceling that. Another point that is important to think about when we're thinking about how to be a good friend is learning how to cheer them on even when it's difficult. So I know we're kind of smack dab in the middle of wedding season and, you know, every day there are new engagements and babies being born. Um, and like we talked about um, on the podcast with Jahan that you heard last week, um, you know, sometimes those situations can be really tough for us if that hasn't happened for us and it's something that we desire. But I think it's important to learn how to cheer your friends on even when it is tough for you. So kind of pulling yourself out of the center and really being able to join with them in celebrating their moment. So you can cry about it later and be sad and be upset, but you definitely should make a, an extreme effort to be there for your friend and really celebrate their milestones. Another issue that I think is important to address when we're talking about being a good friend is learning how to respond to our friends in the way that they need as opposed to what we would need in a situation. Um, you know, so if your friend is somebody who does a whole lot of processing and really just wants to talk things out. Um, you jumping in with a quick solution or a quick fix for the problem is probably not what they need. So they probably need some space and time to kind of talk through things before they want to get to the solution phase. If they even want to get to the solution phase, you know, sometimes it's helpful to just talk things through and then you kind of get to the answer that way. So I think it, it is also good um, for you to ask your friend if they haven't already told you to ask them 
what do you need from me in this moment so that you're making sure that you're providing the kind of support that they actually need and not just what you think you would like in that situation. And a final issue um, that I think often comes up related to friendships um, is allowing friends to actually be good friends to us. So a lot of times I will hear from women that I work with, um, I'm the person that everybody comes to, but I don't want to burden other people with my issues. And I just want us to kind of really stop and think about what we're saying when we say something like that. So people can come to me and I trust um, that I can help them and I trust, you know, they trust me with their secrets and trust me to help work through their issues. But then I don't want to get to reciprocate that. So in some ways, in subconscious and maybe even conscious ways, we are communicating that there is a lack of trust there, that you cannot trust that this person will be available to you and be able to help you in difficult situations in the same ways that you have been able to help them. So I think it's really important that to be a good friend, you also allow your friends to be good friends to you. So now that we've talked about how to be a good friend, I think we also have to look at what happens when the friendships are not so good. So, you know, we started this segment talking about um, 11 ways that a good friendship is really healthy for you. But when a a friendship is not so good, it can really be detrimental to your health. Um, So what happens when unfortunately sometimes friendships have to end um, or people are really not good friends to us? Um, so some signs or things that you want to look out for related to when it may be time to end a friendship. Um, so if the person is gossiping or spreading rumors about you, then I think you would really want to look at, is this somebody that you need to continue to have in your life? Um, if the person can't ever really show up for you. So every time you have an achievement or every time you get a promotion, every time you get a good grade on an exam, then they are trying to one up you. Um, So they're always making attempts to downplay your accomplishments and never really giving you the credit. There is enough space in a relationship, in a healthy relationship for everybody to have some shine. So if If your friend or the person that is, you know, a so-called friend is always attempting to kind of block your shine, then again, I think you would question, is this somebody that I really need to have in my life? Um, If the person is possessive of you and has difficulty with you having other friends. um, So I think that this is a a red flag. And a lot of the stuff that we've talked about today is completely applicable to a romantic relationship as well. Um, But, you know, a friend who doesn't want you to have other friends or if you make friends, make plans with another group of friends, they get really upset and don't want to talk to you for a week. I think you would question you know, how healthy is this? Um, You know, because a level of possessiveness really is a reflection of that person's difficulty having um, some maturity um, and emotional maturity about a relationship. And so I would just be very careful about any friends who feel like they have to be really possessive of you and the time that they have with you. Um, And the final thing that I think is is a pretty big red flag related to maybe a relationship or a friendship needing to end is if the relationship is not reciprocal. So if you're always there for them, always cheering them on, you're standing outside of their dissertation defense with a, you know, pom poms and, um, you know, a new smoothie or a fresh smoothie and they can't even show up, you know, for you for the littlest things, then I think, again, you would question 
is this somebody that I really need to have in our life, in my life? Um, and, you know, relationships aren't always 50-50. So sometimes there will be, um, you know, your friend could be going through something um, pretty big in their lives and that may require you to be there more for them in certain situations. But there will come a time when you will need that person to show up for you. And if it's always that they are not able to show up for you, then the relationship is not reciprocal. So you may have to look at um, cutting your losses and ending that friendship. So we've talked about the benefits of healthy friendships. We've talked about how to find new friends. And we've also talked about um, recognizing some signs of when a friendship may need to end. So this is a perfect segue for our on the porch question this week. And this question asked, how do you deal with toxic friends? So once we've recognized um, that a friendship may be toxic, given the symptoms and signs we talked about before previously, one of the first things you want to do is to try to have a conversation with your friend. So I wouldn't say to cut off a, a, a friendship without at least trying to have a conversation about whether some of these things can be resolved. So you would want to talk with your friend about some of the things that you're seeing and how um, things are playing out between the two of you. And you may also want to suggest that your friend seek professional help with a therapist. Um, so the key to suggesting uh, professional help with someone is to always focus on the behaviors that you've seen. So if you've noticed that your friend is always canceling plans or if you notice that your friend is always um, asking you for something, but then not able to show up for you when you need them, that's what you would want to focus on. Focus on behaviors. Do not focus on feelings. So make it more about the behaviors you've, you've observed and less about how you feel like this person has made you feel. And if the person is open to therapy, then you may see some change in the relationship. It could be that they have issues that have not been addressed that, you know, they just needed someone to call to their attention and then they can take care of it. So that would be the first thing I would suggest is to try to have a conversation and to suggest um, professional help if necessary. If you do that and there is no change, um, then it may be time to look at actually ending the relationship. So the one, the first thing you want to keep in mind if you decide to end a friendship is that you do not want to ghost this person. So you don't want to disappear, especially if this has been a longstanding friendship. You don't want to just kind of stop taking their calls and not responding to text messages. I do think that it is um, good to learn how to say goodbye to people, even if that means um, somebody's feelings will be hurt. And so it's important to end the in the relationship as honorably as possible. So I would suggest that um, you don't ghost, but don't feel the need to explain a whole bunch. So, you know, if you get into too much of explanation, that likely will lead you down a very bad path and the, the conversation likely won't go anywhere. So um, you want to be clear and to the point. And this may require you to prepare a script ahead of time if possible. So I wouldn't say to read off the script with this person, uh, but you may want to think about very clearly and concisely what it is that you want to say to this person and your reasons for ending the relationship. Um, and again, try to remain factual and not emotional. So focus on the behaviors and the facts of which you've observed and don't go too much into the emotion piece. Um, the other thing I think that you need to think about when deciding to end a friendship is to be mindful of not getting dragged into group drama. Um, so, you know, if you have mutual friends with this person, 
and you decide to end the relationship, you should expect that the person will likely not go away quietly, right? Um, So especially if this person is toxic, they will likely try to drag other people into the drama. And so you just want to be mindful of that to not get pulled into that. So I would be prepared to kind of have a one sentence statement for any mutual friends about the fact that you've decided to end the friendship and really just leave it at that. Be very mindful of not kind of getting um, pull back into that because then it defeats the purpose of actually ending the friendship right this person then is still wreaking havoc in your life and you're always talking about it and mutual friends have gotten involved so do your very best to kind of stay um, out of the fray of all of that and and really again prepare your statement and really just stick to I've decided to end the friendship and that's all I would really prefer to say about that so I hope that Um, answers your question and gives you some insight about what you can do if you do decide that it is time to end the friendship with somebody who has been a toxic friend. If you have other questions and you want to get some feedback about them, please make sure to send them to me at podcast at therapyforblackgirls.com. So that's our episode for this week. I hope that you've enjoyed it and learned a lot. Please continue to share with your friends. Again, the hashtag for the episode for the podcast is TBG in session. You can find us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, we're Therapy for Black Girls. And on Twitter, we're Therapy for Beat Girls. Looking forward to continuing the conversation with you real soon. Take care. Take care.